Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ba'd. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And uh, good afternoon, Mr. Winston, champion. <laughs> good afternoon. <laughs> and we have with us, of course, my uh, co-host, Mulana Zakaria Hanika. Kifah halakum? Alhamdulillah, bakhir wa antum. Tayyuh, alhamdulillah. And then our guest, we have... Uh, Dr. Zamir Bray, I don't know if he's in the capacity of doctor here today. No, I'm never in the capacity of doctor. <laughs> coffee, coffee connoisseur. Yes. <laughs> and our main star of the day, I think I will actually do the honor of asking doctor to introduce our main guest. Go ahead, doctor. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I think we're very fortunate to have uh, Winston with us here today. So just a quick introduction because Winston's real CV is actually very long. He's got, he's got more than uh, the coffee background to talk about, but I think we're here for the coffee. So let, let me start off with that. There's a list of accolades. Uh, Winston started his championship career um, back in 2016, having won an Aeropress champion, championship. Um, and has then since gone on to win three national barista championships and competed on the world barista championship stage twice wow. so far yeah. with another to come. Next year, hopefully. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and so he's, he's the best barrister in the country. That's who we have here. Right, right, right. No, <laughs> no questions asked. Excellent. I think also, Doc, um, let's take this opportunity to just give an introduction to what you're doing. So first and foremost, we are in Woodstock at the, um, Cedar. let me see if I remember this correctly, Cedar, Cedar. Coffee Roasters. At Cedar Coffee Roasters. And uh, this little business over here is owned by Winston? Co-owned. Co-owned by Winston, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, what we are doing is it's December. It's actually the 23rd of December. And very recently we had a podcast about holiday fun and, you know, just having good, clean fun and options that we have and what we can actually do. Molina um, Zakaria. And Hafid Ahmed, they were like, coffee, coffee, coffee. And I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> coffee. Um, that wasn't then, that was long ago already. Right, right, right. So uh, that's why we're here. We're just here to explore some halal fun, some good, clean fun. Uh, we're all on different stages or levels of our coffee journeys. Um, and I think that's a good place to start. Um, I would like to kick it off by saying that I'm a newbie. I'm the newest bee here. Right. I started off with, I think, uh, Ricoffee, right? That was my, my, my drink of choice. And then I upgraded to Nescafe Gold. And it had to be gold, right? And then, why are we looking at it? I've got some Nescafe. Classic though. So really? It's not the gold, but I've got some In Nescafe. this place? No, no, he just has it to show you, you know, ignorance. What okay, it was like. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so I upgraded to Nescafe Gold and then from there I got super advanced. I became the most advanced in the world when I bought an espresso machine until in, uh, some they're friends they're did they're that oh, and, and laughed at me, uh, subhanAllah. And then I met that guy, <laughs> Dr. Zamir Bray, actually on Hajj. And uh, he brought me an espresso on Mina. Believe it or not, a freshly made espresso on Mina that he brought with him and the apparatus to make it. And I spoke to him a bit about coffee and then he actually purchased me, thank you so much for that, a beautiful gift, a mocha pot. And I've been brewing in a mocha pot and uh, making my milk in a French press uh, since then. So that's where I'm at. 
very much a newbie, right? Uh, Zachariah, your turn. I think I'm the second most newbie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my journey is a bit stranger. I never used to drink any coffee. Like my drink of choice would have been water or cool drink and maybe tea. I actually like started drinking tea quite late in my life. And then uh, no coffee, no re-coffee, no Nescafe, nothing like that. I didn't drink any coffee. I go to a coffee shop, I won't buy coffee, no coffee. Um, I was on Ihtikaf one year with another friend of ours, Mawlana Muhammad Khan. We like, we will literally stay in the mosque. I don't know if you know what Ihtikaf is. We stay in the mosque for like 10 days. We seclude ourselves there. We like worship and stuff like that in the last 10 days of Ramadan. Um, that's like one of uh, the, month, the month in which we fast. It's a and spiritual retreat. Yeah, yeah, it's a spiritual retreat. Yeah. Okay. And With then, Muhammad uh, Ka, which yes, I, yes. I know. Yeah. You know him. Of course he does. Yeah. Yes. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> no, that's the first time I heard your name, actually. And um, so we go in the one night and I would go with him in his office in the night and we discuss some like, uh, you know, technical issues because uh, we both, uh, I mean, he's a scholar, I'm a student of Dean, so we, we would like have some discussion and stuff. And then I saw this guy whipped out his espresso machine and he had one of the guys go buy some milk at, uh, wow. at Woolies. So I thought to myself, <laughs> okay, this coffee must be really something if he brought his coffee machine with. Is and, that a uh, Buddhist express? No, no, it's not a Buddhist express. That was okay. a, a very old Gajay espresso. Oh, okay. I think it's either Gajay espresso or Gajay coffee. Nice. And he had that there and Ahmed was also with us. And um, they got making some coffee. This I told him, first he asked me do I want, I told him, no, I don't drink coffee, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but then I saw, yeah, he had this steam wand on there and he was frothing the milk, man, and I like froth milk. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I told him, okay, make me a cup, man. He, he was insisting, look, uh, this is not like other coffee. Mm. So I said, I don't have a reference point, I don't drink coffee. Anyways, he made me the coffee and it was the beginning of the love story. From the next day, I was looking on Gumtree for a second hand. What, uh, what year was this? Like, where we? Maybe 2018 okay. or 2017, maybe. Nice. And I think it's been just uh, Just a quick side question. Do you drink coffee with fruity notes? I don't eat fruit. The only mm. fruits I have are coffee, chocolate, Pomegranates, nuts and chilies. So, so, so yes. Yeah, I do, yeah. Okay. That's very hypocritical of you, but nonetheless, you won't go there. No, you see, those notes are just a reference point for people who know what fruits taste like. I don't know what fruit tastes like, so uh, I'll tell you that that's it's like... That's a good like, point. That's a good I'll point. I'll explain it to you in other terms. That's a very good point. But you smell fruit. Okay, let's not get off on a tangent. Uh, Winston, uh, good to meet you. I actually met you before at the coffee tasting recently. It was a mind-blowing experience. Okay. It was the best clean fun I had in a long time. Um, so I actually wanted to know, uh, what do you say? So What's you your... know how I started and stuff like that? Yes. So um, I'll try and keep it short. I've said this so many times. I can give you the short version or the long version. I can adapt it as we go. But from Strand originally. Okay. 26 years, same house, Dallas Crescent, South Fork. And um, I studied civil engineering after school. And while I was studying, 2012, a woman had written a letter to the district mail. She had just moved from Johannesburg to Somerset West, and she wrote a letter to complain that there's no good coffee in Somerset West. And for me at the time, Vida used to have a deal with Lynn Chocolate. Okay. And so when they made chocolate mockers, they would add the Lindt chocolate in. And for me, a chocolate mocker 
Three sugars. That was my favorite coffee. <laughs> That's the best coffee I tasted in my life. So I couldn't understand why she was complaining. Sugar with a little bit of coffee in it. My other, my other confession, <laughs> right, was um, when I used to drop Tinder documents off in town. Um, I drive from Gordon's Bay to town, but I'd make a pit stop at Somerset Mall because KFC used to have a five rand cappuccino <laughs> special before nine o'clock. That with two sugars. Best coffee I ever tasted. So I couldn't understand why yeah. she's complaining. So I googled best coffee in Cape Town. And then all the usual suspects came up. Tribe coffee, truth coffee, origin. So whenever I had to go to the seat, uh, civic center to drop off Tinder documents, I'd go to a coffee shop. Good day. Right, and I had this journal with me. I, I still have it somewhere. And I used to write about my experience and the barista's name and what the coffee tasted like. But I think it was very interesting. And I started Googling it. I started watching videos on like Vimeo. Mm -hmm. For me, it was like more of a, not like YouTube, it's more of like an artistic platform. And there was a lot of very cool visual coffee videos about right. roasteries, the farms and stuff. And I didn't know what the word langdradach meant until I went to study because I was the langdradach guy in class because at night I'd watch coffee videos till 10 o'clock right. and then start my work and stuff <laughs> like that. But then in 2012, in my June, July holiday, I decided, you know what? Let me do a barista course just to see what this... So, so you're procrastinating paid off? I tell you yeah. in the end. Day. <laughs> so I still have it saved on my browser now. I'm on video, Vimeo. The word coffee is the search word. Right. And I'm on tab 32 or something like that. Sure. <laughs> so um, yeah, 2013, I did a course at Origin, the three-day barista course. And back then, Origin wasn't as organized upstairs as what it is now. And um, the roastery was next to the barista school and you have to walk through the cafe up the stairs to get to the barista school. So you got a, you got a very cool experience of like different parts of the coffee industry, not just making coffee. Did the course, loved it. And I was like, I want to be a barista. Nice. And so I graduated just my national diploma in engineering in 2014, June. And in August 2014, I started working as a barista full-time. I worked like part-time at a few places before, but that was like my official full-time barista start. Nice. Yeah. So the only thing you're actually engineering now is coffee. Coffee and water. It's as simple as that, <laughs> folks. It's just coffee and water. And hey? milk. <laughs> Sometimes. And a bit of milk here and there. Zamir, um, I know you, you're very passionate about coffee, but you've got an interesting story about coffee as well and, and how you really came to love coffee. And in fact, you, you disliked coffee, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't really drink coffee. Um, on the odd occasion would have uh, a little bit of coffee, actually mostly sugar with a little bit of coffee. So like double butterscotch latte with single shot decaf. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which actually was a sugar drink. It's a quick way to get diabetes, drink one a day, get there. Most um, students do, eh? Most students do. Really? Yeah. It's scary. I mean, there's so much sugar yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but kind of where my coffee journey really started was six years ago, we moved to Seattle for a few months. Um, I worked for a small kind of family-run uh, foundation and settled the art of coffee. So Seattle, the place, not Seattle, yeah, right. the coffee right. shop. <laughs> Let's clarify. Yes, yes. Right. Good, good clarification. I wasn't living in Seattle, the <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> we didn't mind it, but th there was this thing in the office where they had these massive bean-to-cup machines. And so the smell of coffee was all around me. So I was enjoying that. 
And when I came home after a few months, I said to some people, very similar, got onto that slippery slope of, I need to get into coffee, where do I buy a good pod machine? Mm. And I ended up with these brothers. Somehow one evening, they were passing around beans, uh, uh, bags, sealed, closed bags <laughs> at the function. And I knew some of the brothers from school and I thought, yo, I would have hoped by now they've given up these things. Because <laughs> it was sealed bags and it was like very COVID and it's like moving around and I'm like, what's in that bag? They're like, it's the latest thing. And I'm like, what? Just show me. And, uh, you know, Alhamdulillah from there kind of started with a mocker pot. And I had that for two years. Uh, uh, so I was literally this close to buying a pod machine, started with a mocker pot. And then I think it was, what, 2017 when we connected. Yeah, 16, 17. Um, my wife bought me the same course that Winston did a few years back. She said, for your birthday, do the barista course. And Winston's opening line in the course is, your coffee life will change. And all of us laughed. And he was right. <laughs> it's been a fantastic journey from there on. Um, and uh, yeah, so... L lots to talk about from uh, uh, on. Uh, just before we get into the talking points that uh, our, <laughs> our good friend Dr. Zamir had set out, we've got a few. We've got from Crop to Cup, Getting Started, Manual Brews, World of Espresso, Tasting Beyond Coffee, uh, Experiencing Coffee, right? So I'd like to just get a quick connection with, uh, with our tradition, right? So mm. many scholars actually wrote about coffee. So can you just give us a brief intro? What do you know about what they wrote about coffee <laughs> and why? Now, I think uh, like Islam and the tradition of, you know, having strength to worship Allah and stuff like that, it actually has a long uh, standing connection with, with coffee. Yeah. Um, the Sufis would drink coffee. Um, the Sufis would drink coffee and it would basically, you know, allow them to stay awake longer and pray more and stuff like that. And so initially scholars used to write about coffee, you know, about whether it's permissible to drink coffee or not. Um, because it seems like a stimulant of sort. Is it a type of a drug? Is it like mm. alcohol or not? And um, and I think, you know, with time, all of those discussions went away and, you know, everybody drinks coffee mm. nowadays. But that's where it started. And, and, and the funny thing is you'll actually find in some of the books of these Sufi masters, uh, like intentions to have when drinking coffee or like prayers to, to make before drinking coffee because of the benefits that you can derive from it and stuff like that. So... It's, I always find it quite profound and interesting. Like the scholars yeah. somehow, they always manage to find the connection. Winston, in your experience, have you ever come across, uh, whether it be cultures or religions, who have an interesting connection to coffee uh, in some way or the other? I think, um, I guess, cultures in terms of, I visited Ethiopia in April, mm. and Ethiopia is considered, for the most part, the birthplace of coffee. There's a lot of debate about where coffee was founded, but it's like the country just revolves around it, like, in terms of not just how proud they are about it in the heritage, it's like coffee there is like the spring walks here or something like everybody's <laughs> just coffee, coffee, mm. but everyone drinks coffee. It's the one country where domestic consumption, it's probably the highest in the world. It's I think the last time I heard it's about 50% of the coffee they grow, they drink as well mm. because it's such a, it's such a common thing. Everyone understands it. They're really proud that coffee is from Ethiopia, but also it's affordable. Mm. So everyone, every single corner drinks coffee. People started making coffee in their, for their families when they're like 12 years old. For me, that was a very cool culture shock 
you see how how common coffee mm. is consumed in an Afri- third world African mm. country, mm. and everybody just relates to it. Like everyone sitting on the corner with their legs crossed, like drinking mm. a quick coffee for five minutes and stuff. It, it was amazing to see. You were there as well, Zami. You saw it as well. There's such a sense of pride around the coffee. Mm. It's incredible to see. So I went into the most popular kind of coffee spot in in Addis, and. Um, And you brought me some coffee from Ethiopia, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And uh, what was fascinating about uh, watching that Winston is you come in and I was probably like middle-aged compared to, you know, who else was there. The one uncle says to me, hey, come, where are you from? Come stay in here. Tell me something. Um, and then I was asking about this region in Ethiopia because they had the map up. He's having a full-on discussion with me like he knows me for 25 years. Then he says, sorry, my car's here. He pulled another youngster. He says, come here. This man, you need to talk to this man. And now what I realized is coffee culture started there. Mm. It's so like enmeshed in how they connect with each other. And it's young and old, you know, men, women. Um, and there's like a, a, a level of almost like, you know, respect for the coffee space and that quality connection. Mm. Um, it was fascinating to experience. I think awesome. that, sorry, the other cool thing was just going from Addis to a smaller city and then going out to rural Ethiopia and seeing everyone still drink coffee. But in rural Ethiopia, then you have your own trees in your backyard. <laughs> and so you prepare everything yourself. Hectic. And that, that was very cool to that's, see how, that's like how beyond consistent next level. it is all over. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, you know, just before we move on to something else, we're speaking about coffee and coffee journeys and we just laughed at your coffee and... You know, most of the people listening are probably thinking to themselves, like, what are you people on about? Like, yeah. and, and I think sometimes when you get into mm. this thing, you can't see it from that mm. perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why are we talking about coffee? Is coffee is not really coffee. Mm. Like, that's um, chicory. Uh, is it even chicory? So, so that's, that, that's a question that's like a special question. And I think we're going to keep it to the end, right? Is it? Yeah, because okay. I really want to know. <laughs> But Winston, you've run many courses and you've, I mean, you do excellent presentations and so on. Introduce us and the viewers, what is coffee? So interesting story, if I can, before I say that, I was sitting in my barber in Strand, um, very typical old school type barber, third generation, I cut by his grandfather, then his father and by him. And when I won the first competition, the same newspaper wrote an article about me and they had those boards up in Strand and it said, Strand boy, king of coffees. Mm. And I was sitting in the barber shop and this guy's looking at me, man. Hey, that's I you. See, I can see he's looking at me in a certain way, but I'm waiting for him to say something. He says to me, my bro, taste more like coffee, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first thing he says after that is like, no, where's the coffee, my bro? Like, bro? Because in his mind, it's like, I have a coffee here. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. coffee or in something that I can make on the... And so a lot of people actually don't yeah. know that. And we'll get into it later. But basically, coffee can... And I ask this in my courses. I ask people, what is coffee? Like, that's the first time of my course, what is coffee? Mm. And most people say it's a drink and it makes you taste this way and feels that way. And one can classify coffee as the beverage that you consume, but you can also classify it as the raw product that you use to make the beverage. Mm-hmm. Right? So we see coffee as the flat white or the cappuccino, but the coffee is technically also the beans that you use that's roasted to make the espresso, to make the cappuccino. But coffee is also the seed of a fruit which is a cherry that grows on a tree. So there's different layers to that question. Mm. But I think in essence, it starts off with a cherry that's on a tree 
and the seed that's inside this cherry is what we we harvest and we roast that or I guess in, in very layman's terms we can say we cook it in a way, we yeah. roast it and then we grind that and extract from that using hot water and using pressure most of the time yeah. to make a beverage which is our espresso or our filter coffee and then that can be changed into different types of coffee drinks like cappuccino, latte and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. I think, you know, for, for, for many people, I mean, before even thinking of coffee as a cappuccino or flat mm. white, or even as a, um, uh, you know, as the, the seed or the fruit or anything, for, for many people, coffee is just a flavor. Mm. Coffee cake, coffee yeah. sweets, coffee, like, mm. yeah. it's like a flavored drink, man. We don't actually ever think, like, like we don't really think much, what is Milo? Mm. Yeah. You know, I think people just like, it's like yeah. this flavored it's just drink. just another drink. And yeah. I think that skews perception a lot, man. Uh, and it, it almost hinders you from getting into the coffee space and learning about it. Because then I came to learn about, no, flavor, like not flavored coffees, because that's like something else, but flavors in coffee. Yeah. So, Zamir, what is, what is not coffee? Yeah, no, I, I was actually thinking there's a few things around coffee that it's so pervasive that we don't actually realize it. So, so is coffee is the second most traded commodity in the world, only second to oil. Yeah. <laughs> there are 70 countries that produce coffee, including South Africa a little bit. But it, it's such a big industry. Um, and the one way I think we're going to set this kind of podcast up is to really think about coffee through its entire journey so that when you have a championship cup of coffee that's produced, you actually can start to appreciate that this is grown from a fruit. That fruit goes through a very special process. Can you hear? A fruit. A fruit. Exactly. <laughs> I never a see fruit. the fruit. It's healthy. Fruit. It's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. We can talk about that in another show. But, and it, I was also thinking it's one of the few raw products that are processed on the farm and that process fundamentally changes like how it lands up here i mean winston right now has got the same coffee bean same farm but processed in three different ways and worlds apart in terms of its flavor profile but then it you know gets roasted and gets brewed and gets prepared um and so i think there's there's so many really interesting dimensions to explore on each of those. But I, but I think that you, you raise an important point, Merlin, and maybe we should just address it, which is like, what's instant coffee? So instant coffee has varying amounts of real coffee. Um, the coffee that we all speak about here, speciality coffee, largely is Arabica in kind of origin. The small amount of Robusta coffee, so the two big kind of varietals are Arabica and Robusta. Um, Robusta is cheaper, more bitter. There's more of that coffee flavor, the stuff that goes into coffee cakes, coffee syrups, um, and instant coffee. Okay. Much cheaper and kind of easier to, you know, harvest and, and grow. So why, get, why do you think it's expensive instant coffee? Like you, you go to the flea market just to go buy it there because it's slightly cheaper than in the shops because it's so expensive. Because the I shops. know these people like you, you want to look quiet. <laughs> <Mr>. Jacobs. 
No, what's it? Dawa Egbert. How do you say that? It's 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 a marketing thing, Molana. Uh, it's the same reason why when you go to Mr. Price and you pay for this tacky, it's a quarter of the price because you just got the Nike chop you on. Right. A lot of it is just the same, right? Winston, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no. So I think the chicory thing is like that's that chicory and ricoffee have a relationship there. Mm-hmm. That's like that's a root and it tastes like what the artificial coffee taste is like, but it's something completely different. But instant coffee is essentially it's brewed coffee. So at a large scale, commercial scale, they they brew coffee. They take beans, they grind it, they add hot water, and they brew it. And then it goes through a process where they just remove the moisture from that brewed coffee. Uh, so it, it becomes freeze dried, it becomes crystals. And when we make our instant coffee, we just put the water back again. Mm. And I think when it comes to the the price thing, it's definitely marketing. But to a certain extent, it also just comes down to like any coffee the quality of the raw material that you use or the quality of the coffee that they use to make the instant coffee. So like in the US now, it's a thing where instead of taking the cheapest coffee and at a commercial scale, like making instant coffee with it at bulk, they are taking an espresso machine, making actual espresso, freeze drying the espresso, and then using that to make instant coffee. When Mm. you add water to it, it it tastes, Mm. it tastes, I've seen it. It's good. It's really good. instant coffee. Yeah. But it's um, very um, labor intensive. Like the equipment you use, it takes a lot of time. You often have to charge a lot. And I think the, the customer perception is then, if I pay, let's just bring it to a RAND context. If I pay 50 RAND for Americano and I can buy like a blicky of instant coffee for so much, why would I pay 20 RAND for a sachet of instant coffee? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess we can, it, it comes down to the convenience and stuff like that, but the lines often get blurred with marketing. Like there's a, there's a actually a brand that has specialty instant in South Africa, but I'm not 100% convinced if it is specialty mm. to begin with. I think it's more about having a more modern brand produce specialty coffee, similar to how in the US they're doing it, but I'm not sure if the production mm. is the same. I can't mm. say okay. if it is. Interesting. Uh, Zakaria, if, if somebody wants to, if somebody wants to get into like, what is this guy? What are they talking about? Like, I'm drinking coffee all my life. Here's my Nescafe Gold. What's wrong with that, right? How can they get a glimpse, a taste of what we are speaking about here when we say real coffee or coffee? You know? I mean, there's, there's a number of ways that people can do that. Um, I think the proof is in the pudding sometimes. So so going to a good coffee shop and tasting a coffee. And, okay, and so Vida Cafe, Seattle no, no. Coffee, <laughs> Starbucks, you know, that type of thing. Because no. that's, that's the first thing that would come I, to I my mind. My entry point into coffee was like, snobbery, if you want. Right. Because the, the first person that got me to coffee told me, no, we don't go buy coffee at Seattle even. She's the only one that I might ever go to or Seattle. And the next time I met him, then he told me, no, no, we don't go to Seattle also. And so it was like a very uh, snobby start. But I think... A good way uh, to, to enter the space is to find out from people that you know are into coffee. Mm. Right. And mm. then find out what's a good coffee shop and mm. go taste their coffee. Yeah. Um, but now they're, in, they're finding out from us. So yeah. that, that's one point. <laughs> and then there's also like a lot of content online. There's a lot of things you can read about. And, right. Um, you know, there's big coffee bloggers that, you know, speak about a lot of different aspects of coffee and mm. the making of coffee. And I think all of those are useful resources mm. to educate yourself. And it also just creates a fun hobby. Right. Mm. And I think for me, one of the- You're the, a modest guy, Marshall. I'm like waiting for you to tell us about the coffee brew, but it's just not coming out. The grounded brew. Oh, sorry, to, the grounded brew. We must have for marketing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, that's, uh, I think those are some important yeah, ways. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of good that comes with it. Man. There's a nice culture around it. You get to meet people. Yeah. You, 
And so it's fun. Mm. So start off by, you know, finding out the names of some nice coffee shops. Yes, see the roaster, see the roasters. So find out somebody that sells their coffee, you know, they have good coffee. Right. And, uh, not, what, what would you tell somebody? They want to know, okay, like, so, so teach look, me. You, you can go into any place, but the challenge we have in coffee is in the industry is that there's no rules. So now we, you go, okay, cool. You go to Vida and you order flat white and they make it to you in a certain way. Then if you stay in... If you stay in Rondebosch, you find a more like local independent coffee shop and you go there and you order flat white. Then it's different. Like they make it different. There's all these things. So I think I, I don't want to market or pun certain brands, but I think if a place has a barista school and they teach coffee, I think it's always a good place to go to because other than the drinks they serve and the way that they serve it, they're probably going to have some kind of objective way of explaining coffee to you mm. because they they teach it as well obviously they're gonna punt their coffee and say it's mm. good but i think it's a good place to start because okay but here we're starting with the assumption that your coffee is good so it doesn't matter well, if so you do i think that. in our case we roast coffee we don't sell like drinks and stuff yes, like that so um i think anywhere in the cbd there's more than enough places mm. in the city but it's it's changing eh? it's changing a lot so i remember customers i used to have in 2016 who on the weekends used to come to origin mm order coffee and talk about like one day they hope that like more places can open up and those same customers now own coffee roasteries in the northern (laughs) suburbs and the southern suburbs and stuff like that so i think look even the if you go to a seattle i'm gonna say this as it is like they have a certain menu at seattle and if you ask the barista the barista should be equipped to explain the difference mm. between the beverages, but it is there in text. So they, they show you what the differences are in the mm. drinks in the barista will explain the differences to you because to a lot of people, coffee is coffee. Mm. What is a coffee? Because I've had customers come in and say, can I have a coffee? And I'm like, yes, sir, but what kind of coffee? Mm. Ah, just a coffee, man. <laughs> and then that's usually an Americano because that's the closest thing. But that's where the conversation mm. is. And I think a place as simple as Seattle, they're going to have and they're going to engage because I, I say Seattle because I know who the trainer is at Seattle and I know that the baristas go through a semi-rigorous like training okay. process. So they have to be equipped to explain it to you. And then any of the specialty coffee shops, and, and mm. I use that word because if a cafe says they do specialty coffee, it means that obviously they need to have a certain understanding and expertise in order to serve specialty coffee. And they should be able to explain it to you as mm. well. I think one, if I can just add in another fun way to get into it. Look, it's holiday time. People are looking for things to do, looking for things for the kids to do. There are people that do courses in coffee. I mean, Winston's one of them. Yeah. And okay, yeah. he just want to go into yeah. marketing. But yeah. it, it's a nice fun thing for family to get together. Listen, we're going to learn this thing. And yeah. you never know. Like, you, can, you can give me the details or put it on the screen. Sure, yeah. yeah. So tastings and stuff, there's a lot of places that sometimes they do free tastings. So you just walk in on a weekend mm. and you come and do the tasting. Obviously, now you have to book and stuff like that. Some Sometimes it's less than 100 rand because like we, we do tastings here every Monday. We taste the coffee ourselves because we have to do quality control. Sometimes we invite people to do it with us. So it's, we're working. But whether we have someone doing it with us or not, mm. it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah what, what, what really gives me a sense of, uh, okay, now, you know, this is, this is the way to go, is that whenever I get into something new, the way in this world of information access, the way I generally determine what the best is or what the way to go is, I look for the champion, man. But we have the champion. <laughs> so this is great. I feel confident, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm not being... Uh, not the wool isn't being pulled over my eyes you know i think part of what we're trying to do with this podcast series is cape town actually has 
a number of things working, you know, going for it in terms of the speciality coffee space. Apart from Winston, like there's so many <clears throat> really competitive professional folks from Aeropress, from, you know, Espresso Champs, Latte Art Champs, they happen to all be in Cape Town. But we also have like, I can rattle off 20 top notch coffee shops who have won awards locally and internationally yeah. for coffee. Mm. The, the other thing is, you know, speaking to people in the circles, and I, I guess another thing that we wanted to do was, we, we started this group and I was looking at it, somebody reminded me the other day, three years ago, and then I think there were six of us. Yeah. There's like a hundred of us on that group. Thanks for not <laughs> inviting me to the group. Uh, no, we told, I told you about the group long time ago. <laughs> but thanks for not inviting me. As to soon the as group. we see you, make an espresso, Malana. <laughs> no, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an open group and the group does a couple of things. We organized the tasting. Right. A um, couple of weeks back, alhamdulillah, you were there. It was great. From that tasting, I got a phone call from another brother. He said, yo. My coffee is gone. <laughs> Aeropress landed today. Wow. Here's my beans. Honestly, like we didn't tell anyone, look, you need to go. He's like, I'm not looking back. The blicky is gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, and so it's just to like make it really accessible because I think many of us were introduced to it by people saying, I'll spend an hour with you. Let's, let's yeah. go through it. Let's look at what you got. And you don't need a lot to start with. Yeah, absolutely. It's like when you're getting into video making or podcasting, they say, ah, you don't need a lot of equipment. You just need your phone. But soon you'll no. own a couple of cameras and a couple that's of microphones. A, that, that's the stuff. rabbit hole. Man. Yeah. The entry yeah. point is not a lot. Mm. There's a lot. I mean, mm. you can see in the, I don't know if they can see in the background all the mm. equipment that's there. Yeah. It gets very exciting. and There's a lot to learn about it, but the entry point isn't a lot. And everybody decides, you know, where they want to go in the journey. No. And I think that's uh, important okay, for so, it to be accessible. Uh, I just want to, you know, we're going to have to wrap up pretty soon. I know Winston has uh, another appointment of, or, some, or something like that. Um, has a couple of coffees to make. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to say two things. Number one is this is going to be the first of a short series in uh, coffee or on coffee, right? Um, so Winston, with that said, what can you tell us that is of utmost importance that must be said in episode one of the series so that we don't conclude and then later on tonight kick ourselves because we forgot to mention something pretty critical? I think um, the best coffee is the coffee you like. And, and for some people, that's, that's really coffee, right? I think the, the challenging thing in coffee when you sort of working in the industry is that there's a very objective part and then there's a subjective part. Um, I work part-time at a, a cafe, very high-quality cafe mm. in terms of the coffee they serve, the equipment, everything in Seapoint. And this one lady came in one day, we made a, a coffee, a flat white. Um, this might be a lot for the listeners to try and comprehend, but it was a natural Ethiopian flat white. Um, and she tasted it and she was like, this coffee is horrible. And she just went off at us in the cafe. <laughs> but we've been working in the industry long enough. We let her finish. And we said, okay, ma'am. So what coffee do you drink at home? She's like, I drink Woolies Dark Roast in a mocha pot for the last 20 years. Mm. She says, that's her favorite coffee. And this coffee is horrible now. Objectively, there's a big difference between the two coffees. And nothing mm. against Woolies coffees. They have a range. And part of the range is really good. But the coffee we served was objectively a very good coffee. To us, we enjoyed it as well. But in terms of 
mm. the cup quality, the bean, it is a good coffee, but it's not her favorite coffee. Mm. And I think the thing is to, to kind of stay open-minded and try and find out what type of coffee you like, remembering that it's always going to change. So it's going to evolve. Because, I mean, for me, it was two re-coffees, a bit of sugar, and you mix it over the water, and yeah, then it gives yeah. you a foam on top. That was, yeah. you know, the best coffee. <laughs> so at that time, we didn't actually like coffee, though. Well, Nescafe, what you thought was me, coffee? that was great. That was amazing. <laughs> and then it starts to change, right? And I think it's always going to be changing. It's just staying open-minded, because mm. I think the challenge comes in when it's like, hey, that coffee isn't nice. Not because it's not good, but it's not what you used to. Mm. So like, it'll probably come out later in the series, but if you look at, there's a, a type of processing called natural process. And I remember serving a natural process in the Indonesian coffee. And the whole day we had customers complaining. Some of them said, please never serve this coffee again. And then at the end of the day, this guy came, he ordered a takeaway, he took his cup and he walked out straight away. He came back, he put the cup on the table and I was like, you another complaint, what now? He's like, what coffee is this? He's like, this is the best coffee I've tasted in my life. And this is after having complaints the whole day. Mm. So I think the best coffee is the coffee that you like. Mm. It's just a matter of understanding what you like, how you like it. And then that makes buying your equipment easier. That makes going to the right coffee shop easier, all that kind of stuff. And you're going to hook me up, right? So we're going to speak soon. Soon, soon. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. I mean, I think some of, you know, just coming back to like, what is speciality coffee? is also knowing where the coffee comes from. Uh -huh. Really important. Like, ooh, it's... <laughs> like, no. like, ooh, it's maybe. Okay. okay. But <laughs> when you go into a coffee shop and you ask the barista, where does your coffee come from? And he says, 100% Saudi Arabia. It's Arabic coffee. <laughs> oh. Then you know that's maybe not where you want to be because Saudi Arabia does not make coffee. Yeah. does not produce coffee. Yeah. Um, he saw Arabica and then he thought this must be from Arabia. Right, okay. Right. Um, but, you know, and, and, and I think for, for everyone, it's a journey like of how fast or how slow you want to go. Yeah. So, you know, Winston knows we did a training a few years ago, two years ago. There was a very good friend of mine. He's like, nah, I don't like coffee. I gave him a mock pot also. In fact, I must get it back from him because he's now gone to another daraja. So the mock pot is gathering dust. And... He asked me, he was going down the garden route. And again, we were just sharing like spots to go, which is another nice thing to do. He phoned me from that coffee shop. He said, order me an espresso machine. I'm on my way home from the garden route. I made up my mind. He came back. He got one of those beautiful brevels, started his coffee journey. But he was very consistent with a kind of coffee. So he wanted the coffee, coffee blend from Father Coffee. Yeah. Who didn't buy a small bag? Only in bulk, because he was like that. Then I took him to one or two coffee shops. Now he phones me, he says, give me the craziest natural Ethiopian you can find. Because he's like pushing his boundaries. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's, he's, I think he's enjoying that. But, you know, he was very comfortable for a long time on just like something that's simple, easy to access, nice with milk. Um, it's got like nutty, milky flavors, but doesn't blow your mind. Right. Some of these coffees that Winston's got will blow your mind. Mm. You'll know you had something True. exceptional. Yeah, I actually, actually really wanted to ask, what's that coffee there in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Which one? There's uh, a few coffees no, in no, the no, corner. No, no, no. That one that says Kishu. 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 That one, yeah. 
I don't think that's supposed to be sitting on the floor like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Macru or something, yeah. I'm sure. When we buy it, then you have to put it on the shelf. <laughs> um, so that's, um, yeah, from a coffee farm in Ethiopia. It's a, the coffee I would have used at the World Barista Championships um, in Italy, but I've deferred, which means that I compete next year. So my, com- my entry has been pushed to the next year. Um, and I visited the farm in April and it's a special, it's a special coffee because, so Zamir mentioned Arabic and Robusta. Those are the, the species of coffee, right? So it's kind of like, if we look at different, I might get the, the technical terms wrong here, but different fruit species, like you get stone fruit and you get uh, citrus fruit. Yeah, you wouldn't right? know. I'm looking. Stone fruit and citrus <laughs> fruit, right? Those are like the different species, but then you also can divide those species into varietals or cultivars. So okay. With citrus fruit, you get lemons, oranges, etc. Mm. Coffee is the same. So with the Arabica species, you get different varietals. And the geisha varietal is a very sought-after varietal. Mm. Um, it's the varietal that has been sold as the most expensive coffee in the world. Or was it a couple of thousand dollars per pound? Mm. Right? <laughs> because it's got a very specific flavor profile, that varietal. The same as fruit as a very specific, you know, orange tastes like an orange and lemon tastes yeah, like a lemon. But idols in coffee is the same. Mm. It becomes complicated because you must roast it and brew it. Hectic. So, so that farm is only grows geisha for the most part. But the way that they found it was the, the owners, the husband is American and the wife is Ethiopian. They wanted to start a coffee farm. And um, so they went to Panama to learn more about coffee from the specific sure. guy. And they had geisha varietal growing on the farm and then they were told that look actually geisha is originally from ethiopia and perhaps if we explore a little bit we can find the original geisha trees or the forest where it was found they did that they found the varietal they did what they had to do to extract the seeds or whatever i I don't know that um, technical part and then they started this farm geisha village but they call it geisha village because the farm itself is built around it's it's become an actual village. The people that work on the farm, live on the farm, fully yeah. sustainable, they grow food on the farm, all these things, crazy experience. Um, but the, the complicated thing is that, although this is a very sought after, very expensive coffee, it's a coffee, of all the coffees I could have chosen, I would have taken it to the world championships. A lot of people are not gonna like it. Mm. For some people, it's not gonna be the type of coffee that they enjoy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's quite expensive, but the price that we charge is relevant to what we paid for the coffee. And I can say that openly and honestly. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a very nice coffee. Already. Okay, awesome, man. Uh, we're going to ask you to do a bit of a demo for us, if you don't mind. But then before that, Dr. Zamir, you are the producer of this uh, <laughs> podcast. Tell us what can we expect in the episodes to come? Yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, just coming back to kind of why we've done this is is to give viewers a little bit of a window into this world of speciality coffee. So we've selected a few experts and we couldn't think of a better, you know, expert than Winston to kind of kick off the series. But for the next few that we have coming up, um, we're going to do one at the roastery, um, also a local roastery. Um and introduce people to where do coffee where does coffee come from? So I'm giving you a preview to you know what what that looks like, um, and talk a little bit about the processing methods. Winston touched on it, the different processing, and then how how things get roasted, 
Um, from that series, we'll then go on to talking about um, brewing coffee. So I think we mo- may be familiar with one or two methods, but there are probably about seven or eight different methods, and they all produce, you know, really different kind of uh, out- outcomes. So looking forward to that session. And again, we're going to try and get somebody that's uh, really good at that and uh, a home enthusiast. So part, part of what we're trying to do is is to bring, to connect experts mm. to people in their homes. Then we're going to move on to tasting coffee. So I did a tasting uh, with Haley at Origin, you know, a few months ago. And Haley said to me, Zumir, you've been drinking coffee, so I'm sure you know all six dimensions of tasting. And I said, dimensions of tasting? (laughs) I taste coffee. (laughs) She said, so so it was fantastic because she went through it like, you know, what's the acidity profile? What's the texture? What's the mouthfeel? What's the flavor notes? What's the aftertaste? What's, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it, it, gets, it gets fascinating. And uh, so we'll go into a little bit of that world. And then we also got a really fun lineup with a few coffee shop owners that are going to come on. And we probably will do that at one of the coffee shops and talk about like the experience, you know, serving customers, trying to adjust to what customers are looking for. Um, and if there's interest, we might throw in one or two others, like uh, maybe a latte art special. Again, we've got like the national champ right here, Christopher, right? So we'll see uh, if there's interest in doing some of that. Tell us again about the, uh, the kit that we're planning to, to launch. Yeah, so we, we're going to try and put, put together a kit with Isnad Academy. Uh, inshallah, we'll put together like an entire starter kit. Uh, for for 950 rand, it's it's got the equipment, beans will come ground, come one or two special things, um, and we'll talk about it, you know, hopefully more in the next show. But but essentially, you can order the kit, and you can get brewing in your home, you know, on on day one. Um, so by the third show, you should be ready to to brew with whoever's going to host that show. Shukran, bro. Much appreciated. <laughs> Okay, shall we get to the demo? Can I can I just interject with yes. two, two small yes. things? I think one thing to, to consider just made me think about it now. The more you know about coffee, the more you, like you spoke about all these dimensions of tasting. And for some people, it'll be like, oh, dimensions? Like you guys looked on your faces. But it's <laughs> like, if we take something simple that everybody knows, like rugby, right? If you've never played rugby before, you might watch it just for the entertainment of seeing it happen. But the more you understand the game, the more sort of, you watch it from a different perspective because mm. now you understand the tactics, you understand the players and all of that stuff. It's the same with coffee. The more you dive into it, the more you appreciate things in the taste and the varieties and the processes. But the last thing I'd like to say before I get off and just make you guys a coffee is that Cape Town and South Africa is some of the best coffee in the world. Because one very common thing we get when working in coffee is like, nah, I went to London and I went to this place in London. We know that it's a bad place, but because it was in London, they expect to get it or they come from another country and it's like, nah, but I had coffee here. So that's the best coffee because it's from this country. Mm. So when I come into Cape Town, you must make it for me like that. But we actually have literally like the best, not just in terms of barista competitions and stuff, but the quality that you get here in Cape Town is the best that you can get in anywhere in the world and you can literally see the same coffees on the shelves here is what you do in cafes all over the world yeah, yeah. Awesome. so yeah. Awesome. i didn't know that did you know that no i didn't 
Okay. So uh, let's get brewing. <laughs>